0: for joining us for this episode of That Solo Life the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves people like me Michelle Kane of Voice Matters and my wonderful co-host Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro Hi Karen it's another episode another
1: week Yes hello Michelle how are you doing this I'm- week
0: I'm well, I'm well. As as you're listening to this, um, it is May of 2023 and things are popping all of a sudden. It's yeah, I think with the I don't know, event seasons coming, clients are just kind of shaking off the winter doldrums and it's it's not a bad place to be at the moment. How about you?
1: Same making yeah. in with lots of activities and lots of invitations, business and personal. Mm. and But it's really, you know, it's an interesting time because we are still in this major period of change. Yes. And, you know, the economy is crazy. Right. Like the numbers don't match the mood. Like it's <laughs> weird that inflation's declining, but when you look at those numbers, you're like, but really is it? yeah, it's, I love that yeah, you said it's that. It's like, yeah, really? Because things still seem awfully high to me.
0: yeah. And
1: the Fed keeps raising interest rates and and although there's a lot of activity, it also still feels very sluggish. Like things are just slow moving. Yes,
0: yeah, and so weird. It is weird. And we could probably do a whole episode on that because I'm thinking too, there's, there are the numbers, there's the reality out there. And then there's, like you said, the mood and it's like, is the mood coming from what we're hearing of everything being bad, bad, bad. It's like, well, it's watchful. It may be bad. It may not be great. And I think once we get this whole debt ceiling, blah, blah
1: behind us, a lot of us will exhale. It's like a global mismatch in every area of life, you know, like the, but it's not really warm. We're all like
0: third socks,
1: <laughs> Maybe, but the ground is still dry. Like, I don't know, like things are happening and they're not producing the results that we're accustomed to. So it's just almost like living in two dimensions.
0: Speaking so, of, yeah. <laughs> so we, we wanted to touch on the future of work. You know, we bandy that term about in many of our episodes, but just thinking about, you know, with people being called back to their offices and, you know, employers, some employers not really aligning with the realities out there of how people function best in a company. And also, of course, seeing as we are solos, how do we fit into all of that and how can, some of what is happening really work to our advantage just a small topic no big deal
1: <laughs> it is yeah and future work is one of my favorite things to get yeah. out in the world i i love this topic every aspect of it as it yeah. applies to you know corporations as it applies to employees and also to solos i this is just one of the things that i love to talk about. And so the future of work landscape is, it's interesting because we have so many um, structural shifts in the way that we think about work and what constitutes work in the way that days are structured in the way that jobs are structured in the way that, you know, in the location, the physical location of where work gets done. And so we have this, of course, this divide with work that can technically be done from anywhere, and then work that really is location dependent. So for example, you can't, at this point, have, you know, doctors doing everything remotely, although there's a subset of services that can be delivered virtually or outside of a you know, physician's office or a hospital. You have concierge doctors that are bringing clinics to you. You have, you know, a direct primary care that is that same model where rather than you going to a location, but you still need hospitals, you still need ERs, you need places where people can go. We're seeing, you know, lots of things go to e-commerce, but then people still need some places where they can physically touch or try on things. And so, It's just a really interesting time. But as we talk about, you know, some companies, you know, pulling back on their work from home policies and and forcing a return to office, some forcing a full-on return to office, others going with sort of hybrid policies, we it's easy to think, well, everything's changing for the traditional work landscape and not realize that solos have a huge Role in the future of work. And so, one of the things we wanted to talk about today are the opportunities. Yes. There is so much data to support that when companies outsource and leverage people like us, solo PR, small agencies, they actually have a competitive and a financial advantage. We are hugely important to those companies that truly are intentionally. Integrating people like us into their workforce plans. We are that resource that allows companies to hire for things that are not in their core competencies. So they get the efficiency of having a, a workforce that's wholly focused on things that are the most important to them operating. But then they get to leverage an outside expert for the things that they don't, that's not core to what they do. It's not central to their mission. And they get the advantage of bringing in a a person or a team, if you're a team, that knows the business that they're in, has that expertise, can jump in, ramp up quickly, and just do the work. That is definitely needed as we move forward into the future. And, you know, we see things like AI and people are like, uh, you know, waging war against AI. (laughs) It is a mistake to think that you can replace all humans with AI. It is not a mistake to believe that AI is forcing us to think about how we use people more efficiently. I think that's the real message of AI is that not that it replaces people, but how can we make the most of human beings and what we have to offer So, for example, yes, you can use AI in your writing and you can have it, you know, use it for ideation and for draft creation and for finding sources, but you need the human creativity, the human intellect and experience to fact check, to verify, to add uh, humanity to copy. Otherwise, it'll be just dry and boring. Even when AI is trained to do your brand voice, you still need a human. Right. So... I think that as we lean into that theme of optimizing human resources, solos are a huge part of that, yeah. and we should sell that as part of what we do. But we also need to to recognize that there are many employers who seek to be employers of choice, and part of being an employer of choice is leveraging the independent workforce. So there's space for us, and and I and I guess I say that because. Sometimes it can feel like we're on the outside of all of that. Right, and, and we're cool with it. Like you know, we're cool being the the hippie kids over here doing our own thing, <laughs> making our own way. But we actually do have a role in the traditional landscape that does not require us going back to corporate America, sitting in a cubicle, and being you know told the work that we have to do, and you know for a fixed set of hours. We we really are part of that bigger work ecosystem.
0: Oh, completely, completely. And, you know, I I love what you're saying with optimizing, you know, efficiencies, especially when, you know, companies are really still having difficulty hiring. Now, the dark side, the Darth Vader in me feels that that could be because you aren't paying people. (laughs) and maybe experiment with your wages and see what happens. But I know that's, that's not everyone, but you know, if if you are short staffed or, or need to add people in your core competencies, then my goodness, why wouldn't you avail yourselves of, you know, the gifts that a solo professional can bring you for your marketing, your public relations? You know, I mean, that's really one of my main pillars is, you know, I, I, tell clients and prospects all the time, you know, well, you're, you may be frustrated trying to do this on your own. Well, first of all, I'll gently remind you, it's not your profession. (laughs) And secondly, you already have a job, like you already have plenty to fill your days with. So yeah, like, don't, don't feel bad about not being able to hit your marketing goals. That's why you bring in someone like a solo or a small shop, they can act as your, you know, de facto department and that way also, I mean, let's just cut to the bare bones of it. You're not paying overhead for a solo. You don't have to worry about insuring a solo or providing a solo with paid vacation or all those things or worrying about those slow periods. You know, we, we work out our agreements with you. So we are really, I don't want to say we're, you know, a stealth weapon, but in some circles, you know, it, maybe it just hasn't crossed crossed the minds of a lot of companies that, oh, yeah, you know what, that could work. And, and it can work without, you know, imposing a threat to your current employee base, you know, just say, no, 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 they're here to help with XYZ. And it should lift everyone up.
1: And I think the younger, the new generation workforce, you know, they're used to, they have a side hustle, you know, they're, they're diggers themselves. And, You know, they could care less whether you're, they're not threatened, but it's interesting that even as we are fully seeing this future of work and this new landscape, and I think there's a lot more changes ahead. There are still many companies that treat hiring independent contractors like an embarrassment. They won't talk about it. They won't talk about their policies. They don't embrace it openly. They do it and it's fine and it works but they don't go on record about it. And I think that that will shift in, you know, in the future, you yeah. know, corporate America is, it's like a big old, you know, old train, and it just takes a long <laughs> time to <take laughs> directions. But it's really weird, you know, to me in this day and age, it's like, why are you embarrassed about that? That's just so random.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. That, that's wild. It's like, why? It shows that I mean, you're smart. Yeah.
1: And probably <laughs> for, you know, for public relations, less so for our sector, because mm-hmm. hiring outside agencies has been something that has been True. done for decades and there's no embarrassment about it. It's it's really the norm, even when you have internal PR people or an, or an internal team, you right. still need outside agency help. So so in our sector, we don't see that embarrassment, but you know, I deal with this larger future of work landscape. And when you're talking about other types of, you know, contractors, companies don't want to talk about it. I promise you, they do not want to go on record and and talk about any of it. And I hope that that changes because the more companies are willing to step up and talk about the value that they get from hiring experts and and you're hiring people, like you're scoping out work and you're hiring people to do it and you're paying them. It's just such a beautiful, simple proposition. You don't have all those extras. And as you said, Michelle, they're not having to take care of our needs. We're businesses. We're businesses who take care of ourselves. But I also want to note to any companies that are listening to us, the reality is, is that please don't believe that Hiring an independent or small agency means that it's going to be cheap. You're not getting a bargain in terms of rates. What you're getting is that you're saving a lot of time and money because you don't have to train them. You don't have to teach them how to do their job. And you're getting the value of not only their expertise within the sector that you're hiring them for, but you're also getting something that companies are losing, and that's institutional knowledge. Mm, so true. We've had the great resignation. So many people have come and gone. Every time somebody leaves your company, they take a little bit of the secret sauce with them. It's gone. Unless it's unless you have set up infrastructure to capture that information. You remember working and all of the little, and and even now when we work, we have shortcuts, we have hacks, we have things that Mm -hmm. we know. We have things that we know about clients that we've worked with a long time. So we possess that institutional knowledge. When you lose that, it's almost like starting over every time your workforce turns over and that's happening a lot. And I do Mm -hmm. not believe that that trend is necessarily going to change in the short term because you have a younger generation As I said to my sister-in-law yesterday, they're comfortable (laughs) meandering for a long time, maybe in their thirties. And long ago, that was an age where you really were kind of settled into your career, but the newer generation of workers, they're quite comfortable not having the things that we valued when we were coming up in our careers. And they're perfectly happy to go and take any job and they could care less, they don't care about owning a house. They just, a lot of the things that, you know, again, were important to my generation are not important to them. And so you're going to still see turnover because they are not going to stick around for five or seven years. And so you're going to come in and they're going to learn those things and they're going to, you know, hopefully add some value while they're there. And they're going to add some practices and they're going to leave. And that's going to walk out of the door with them. But as solos, we bring not only the the value of, especially when we have those long-term relationships, so we bring the value of not only preserving some institutional knowledge for your company, but we work with lots of companies. Right. And so we have the benefit of being able to, to bring all of the best practices that we've been exposed to to any individual clients this does not mean that we're giving away trade secrets it's just that we've seen ways that things work better so and true. so we incorporate all of those things into our work we learn from our clients too we see something a process is being done well and we adapt that and then we're able to be more efficient for the next client and so you know that that's valuable and it's a value that internal teams don't have because they're working in a singular company they only know how things are done in their company in their industry and that's it
0: yeah and I'll reverse that too you know as as our own businesses, we're exposed to people and experiences that they may not be exposed to. So, you know, case in point, just looking for opportunities where a client might be able to shine, whether that's events, thought leadership, anything, you know, we bring that back to them. Not only do we do that, but with our longer term clients, we're going to know we're going to be able to do those initial gut checks of what's a good fit for someone. If some, if you're approached about a program or something and you just think, mm, no, but here's what they would like. Can we make that happen and take that back to them? It's, it's truly so much to your benefit if you're out there listening. If you do have a need within your organization and it's something where you know you you're either having a difficult time hiring or you're just not really sure how to solve for X in that given situation, to just, you know, reach out to a solo. What's what's the worst that could happen? We say goodbye after a couple of weeks. Okay. And that's
1: how we that's learn. Another value of honestly, I mean, I adhere to this practice in, in my own business as well, is that it's a Professional contract. It's a business to business contract. You are not, I'm not stuck with someone for life. If I bring somebody on for a scope of work and it's not the best fit, then we part ways. You know, they get paid, they got paid for the work that they did, and you move on. And so that is another benefit is that you're not making this decision to be married to this contractor for the rest of your time in business. It really can be, it's a great way to trial people. Sometimes there's such a great chemistry between contractors and clients that there have been solos that do go back into the corporate world for Definitely. something that yeah. really moves them. So it's a great way to have a bench of talent by working with independents as well. Not every independent wants to remain independent for the rest of their life. People can move in and out of independence. And so sometimes it's it's your next yeah your next best employee may actually be an independent. Right.
0: So true. It's so true. So, you know, we hope this has enlightened you or made you think in new and different ways, which is always fun. And, you know, let us know. Let us know what you're thinking. Check us out, soloprpro.com. We, we definitely want to hear your feedback. So please, please, please provide it. If this was of value to you, please do share it around. And until next time, thank you so much for listening to That Solo Life.